Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. Kyle, joined by my brother Keenan. We are the Warner Brothers. Keenan, what's up? Hurricane Keenan coming at you. How's it going? Right. That, let me start off by saying very appreciative that we can do this podcast today because uh, we definitely did not think we would be able to do one this week, uh, which would have been a two-week hiatus. Last week, we got a bit busy, so we threw out our picks. Uh and then, yeah, we did not think we would be able to do this show due to Keenan looking like he was going to be in the eye of the storm. Uh, obviously, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to everybody who has been affected by the storm in South Florida. So, yeah, Keenan, how? Sure. what's your week sure. been like? How are you? Give us the rundown. Um, so, pretty much, it was like... It was kind of like the hurricane here didn't hit anything like anyone was expecting whatsoever. So yeah. I was going to say, because originally the eye of the storm was kind of passing like right next to Tampa, which is about 20 minutes away from where I am in Clearwater. And so it was like, oh, okay, that's a uh, very nerve wracking. So trying to figure out that. And then throughout like from Sunday to Tuesday, the eye of the storm went from Tampa all, and then it went down to Sarasota, which for people who obviously don't know the area, it's about 35 miles, 40 miles below us and ended up getting about like 75, 80 miles below us because it got into that Fort Myers, um, Port Charlotte area, the eye of the storm. So I was still expecting South, Southwest Florida, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, it's Southwest Florida, but the um, the eye was moving east because we are like mm. higher Southwest Florida, so kind of was moving like southeast is where the eye of the storm was moving. Um, especially because of the trajectory it was coming in, it was coming from below, so it was more it was moving like southeast. But so luckily for us, we didn't get the brunt of the storm at all. But the, I was going to say, they definitely did. And you could see the effects, obviously, if you see it, saw it on the news. It was a category, it was a category four, three. It was kind of like right in that middle between a four and a three. They thought it could possibly get up to a category five, but it didn't end up getting up to a category five, which is great because that's even more of a catastrophic kind of thing. So, absolutely. Definitely, I was going to say, definitely, I know, because obviously I work at Dick's, I know because. People obviously we have connections through. I know some of the other Dick stores they haven't opened yet because of the fact that they had so much flooding. I know the Orlando store, even though they only got like a category one to two hurricane up there, they just got so much more rainfall than we did. So they mm-hmm. f- their store flooded, like the baseline of their store flooded. So they're obviously they're gonna be for a while. It's gonna take them mm-hmm. a minute to clean that up too. So definitely prayers and thoughts to anybody who was affected by it for sure because it's it's obviously a scary thing you cannot control mother nature so definitely 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 a definitely a nerving thing hey well we're glad you're safe uh again thoughts and prayers to those in south florida south florida southwest florida mostly uh cuba as well because obviously it came through there and then everyone who's affected by hurricane ian for sure but go on. Yeah, sounds like South Carolina got it pretty bad today. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, hurricane season's definitely dangerous to say the least. <laughs> uh, you can stay safe, you can evacuate, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, obviously, it's we're past that point now. But in general, during hurricane season, yeah, you can get out of the area, get out of the area, you know, do whatever you got to do to keep safe for sure. 
But uh, without further ado, Keenan, yes, let's get some football. Let's get let's some football. Get, let's very. Get, let's get to it. I am very much looking forward to this slate of games for Week Four. Uh, can't believe it's Week Four already. Yeah, as I say, we're we're pretty much well after this week. We're all like about eighteen percent technically because we had the end of the seventeenth game, but we're almost a quarter of the way through the season. It's crazy to think already. Damn near, yeah. A lot of season left. A lot of games. Uh, we still don't know a lot about no. the league yet. I thought we would have some clarity by week four, week five. Maybe we will after this week, but you just never know. Any given Sunday in the NFL. Yes, 100%. Um, a lot of great music that dropped. We can talk about that at the end. But uh, let's get to – what do you want to do? You want to do picks? I know you got a little something you want to throw at me. You want to get to that first? Um. Yeah, so I was going to say I kind of got this thing. We are talking about it, and it's pretty much – like, are you the bus driver of something? Are you the passenger of something off the bus of something? So just as a of, a of a team of a team of a team, or even I'm if you could use it of a player. I'm just an, just an example. Doesn't say um, an example just so it doesn't talk anything. NFL is Giannis Antetokounmpo the best player in the league? You could either the bus driver, meaning you 100 percent agree with that. A passenger on that meaning, yeah, I I can definitely get on board, but there's some argument there, or you're off the bus. Like, no, he's not. Gotcha. So cause that kind of thing, just one that's pretty simple, so people understand. I mean, I'd be a bus driver on that. I think you'd be a bus driver on that too. So pretty mm. pretty simple one, but yeah, definitely about different kind of just different teams, different players, different scenarios in the league, just to kind of talk about teams, but not have to just go through every single game in a. Just more in a fun matter. So my first one has got my first one here. We've got a good game in the Jags and the Eagles. The Jags are three okay. and one. They could be four and zero. Oh. Are you a bus driver? Are you are you the bus driver passenger? Are you off the bus on this? The Jags are going to win the division. I'm a passenger. You're a passenger. I could see, I could see it. Uh, I certainly believe it. Uh, the NFC South is just a crapshoot. That's yes. You know, going into the season, I think a lot of people had. There's people who probably had Jacksonville as a dark horse because there was literally nowhere they could go but up after last year. Oh, for sure. Uh, but you know, for them to put it actually into play now, so, like Trevor Lawrence, we're actually seeing some things. Whereas last year, we didn't see hardly anything from him. Yep. Granted, what we did see. As far as leadership goes, he didn't say a negative thing about the experience they endured last season under Urban Meyer. Uh, so he definitely showed some maturity there. He definitely showed some poise there. Uh, this defense is legit. Looks to be legit. They got pieces on offense. Twenty four so, nothing. Twenty four nothing against the Colts. It's nothing to just sneeze at it all in the words of Stephen A. And then you go, sure. and then you go thirty eight to ten versus I end up beat a uh, banged up Chargers team, but it's still still a good Chargers team that you you don't trounce them thirty eight to ten by just by accident. For sure. And we can see some drop off. I mean we have a ton of season left here. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But they are in arguably the worst division in football. Uh you know, Derrick Henry doesn't look the greatest so far. He had a better week this past week mm -hmm. the Colts they looked me away we'll see how they look as the season goes on I mean the Colts are a team if they write the ship they could absolutely kind of not want to say overpower the division but you'd give them the nod over the Jacksonville Jaguars however uh different to other leagues 
if you win early in the NFL, like if you're a team that maybe shouldn't be there, like the Jags, like the Giants, even at two and one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you win early, you can get a couple, you can get a good standing in your division. Even like the Dolphins, we see, we'll we'll talk about them later too. But uh, it's different in the NFL. You can kind of find your way. It's intoxicating. You get your fan base involved. You get you get winning attitude. You get people more on board you don't have those losing tendencies you know what i mean you just pick winning habits as you go kind of thing and that's kind of why you see you know so many teams year in year out with the playoff teams they switch because you might have a good team that might start off 0-2 0-3 1-4 and and, you know after that the wheels might fall off that's where you might get a coaching change i mean that's how doug peterson who is the coach of the jags that's how he became available Went yeah. from a Super Bowl champion to the Eagles had a rough season. I don't remember if it was the season after or two, probably two, two seasons. It was two after, seasons after the season after they went, I think it was. I think they went ten and six. They went ten and six because that was the double doink Cody Parkey game. They went to Chicago right. to beat them, and then they almost beat. Oh, who was it? I was it the Rams that year. I think Alshon Jeffrey dropped the pass on like fourth down. He was open. He dropped it, but. Um, so that year, and then the year after that, I think they went nine and seven, and then full um, Wentz got they got to the playoffs. Wentz played a bad playoff game, and then they were out, and then just things kind of went spiraled, which was weird because yeah. when he got fired, I felt weird about it because like they, I believe they were nine and seven, and they made the playoffs. They just lost in the first round, and there was something going on there. Yeah, it's it's what happens in the NFL. And here, Doug Peterson is. With the Jags, where they have a talented team, but, you know, literally walking into a dumpster fire of a situation of what happened last year. So, you know, uh, you get an actual professional coach in there who knows what he's doing. Yep. Offense to Urban Meyer here, but, I mean, you know, Urban Meyer tried to run that team like a college team by all accounts. Now you get Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl champion in there, and uh, it just changes you. And you get a couple wins early, and now... All of a sudden, you're in play in that division. Tennessee plays bad. Texans are still kind of up and coming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm in the passenger seat there. Um, so just a, uh, they did. So they went nine and seven, lost in the divisional. Then they went nine and seven, lost in the wild card. They did have a four and eleven season under Doug Peterson. Then he got fired. Right. I just wanted That's to make right. sure that I got the whole timeline right. Um, but yeah, so I, I'd be a passenger too on this one. Um, they pull out a win over the Eagles. I. I'm I'm gonna drive the bus, but like they're two and one. Indies one and two. They pulled out a game that before the season I had them beating the Chiefs because I they I just thought the way they play they've had a they've had some decent success against the Chiefs in the past. So I thought the way they play they'll grind it out, slow the game down. Stout defense can get home with four. I thought that game would be a tougher one for the Chiefs, especially, but. Again, they did it, even though I had no thought that they were going to do it last week, just because of how the season had progressed. So they, even with a bad start, they win this week against the Titans at home. They're two and two. The Eagles are three and zero right now. One of the lone, the lone undefeated team now that the, that Miami lost. I gotta go. I gotta go. Um, passenger, but. This is definitely a team that I could definitely start driving the bus for. I, I do like myself some Trevor Lawrence. Not one of my, not Burrow, not not those guys up there for me, but I do like Trevor Lawrence for sure. You lost me. Who do you have at two and two? 
So no, sorry. I was saying if Indy get Indy wins this week, they get to uh, sorry, gotcha. no, they get to two one and one. Sorry, um, gotcha. Yeah, because they were oh one one. Yeah, so they would get to two one and one, and then they would be able to. Yeah, there would still be like a, even after the weird start they have, there would still be maybe they'd be the top of that division. So it kind of let's wait to see for that one. Gotcha. Um, so on to the next one. I know you were higher on Vegas this year, and I, mm-hmm. I I know you're higher on Vegas this year. If Vegas if Vegas wins this game, do they still do they have a ch- actually? I'm just gonna blur it like this: Does Vegas still have a chance at the playoffs? Do you think Vegas Absolutely. can still make the playoffs? So you're a bus driver in that one. I'm gonna say that's hard to be uh how. I would feel more of a passenger, but I absolutely think they can still make the playoffs. You, it's still early. The thought that division, is there, but if you had to put like you put yourself in a category, it'd be a passenger on that one. I get that. Yeah, like they they could easily be three and zero right now. They've been a, they're a competitive zero and three. Yeah, they, uh, don't, feel, they don't feel like an zero and three team. Like they feel yeah. better than the Giants, and the Giants are two and one. It's just kind of how the games go, you know. At least yeah, to me, is, they feel better than the Giants. I would say this: They're a playoff team that's zero and three. They could easily be three and zero. They got a ton of talent. They're going to be playing for their football lives this weekend. Yep. Uh, Denver has not looked great at all. That's who they're playing this oh, Sunday. Looks so bad, but they're two. And, uh, see, that's the thing about it. They're two. Denver is two and one, and they've looked like the worst team in that division. They've exactly. looked worse than the Raiders. And that's they why they haven't scored six, seventeen points in a game yet. Are you kidding? And that's why these divisional games are so important. You know, you're going to get basically a playoff game tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get the Raiders' best look. How the Broncos look will determine. You know what I mean? I mean, the Broncos obviously have a talented team. They've got a good defense. Uh, Russ has looked decent. I'm not going to say he's looked terrible. He's looked decent. He's had his moments. He's had moments where he's looked bad. He's looked they bad. also have a coach who looks in over his head. Yes, uh, the Chargers... The Chargers haven't looked great. I don't think the Chargers have looked anything close to what no. they're supposed to look like. They've they're pretty decimated. Of, they've had a lot of injuries to like their lot, best players. A lot of injuries. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm just not a fan of Brandon Staley. I've said that. I don't mm-hmm. think he's the best coach. And I think a better coach, let's say maybe a Doug Peterson, I think, I don't think they lose to the lesser teams the way the Chargers do or the Chargers can. So, you know, I'm kind of. I want to say I'm off the boat on the Chargers, but I'm not. They're not a trustworthy team. Uh, I think the only trustworthy team in that division would be the Chiefs, and yeah. they just lost the Colts, who are also kind of playing for their football lives. Yeah. So I'm a passenger. It's obviously contingent on the other three teams, but to me, they look second to the Chiefs as far as how they look, as far as a professional football team. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I mean, we'll get to it because I'm sure you got more teams in that division. I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, I definitely got faith in the Raiders for sure. Um, I'm, I'm going to say passenger because of how that division's looked, but it's one of those passengers where like I'm standing up walking towards the front of the bus and the door's about to open to get off. Like I'm about off the bus, but I'm going to, I'm still technically a passenger on that because how they're off. Actually, you know what? Let, let me interrupt you before that. I'm going to change it to, I'm driving the bus. I'm thinking about it Ooh, more. I like I've it. Got, I've just got more confidence in them than the other two. I'll leave the Chiefs okay. alone for right now because 
the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They had a bad loss, whatever. But it happens during the year. Everyone has typically a bad loss during the year. So, I mean, if they get this win here, which they should, they should win this game. I'm not sure if the game, it's the game's at home, right? It's Vegas. It's at Vegas. Yeah, Denver at in Vegas. They got to win this game. They should win this game. I think they're the better team. Uh, and who, that's not to say the Broncos can't turn it around. There's a world here, and I believe it. I believe all four of these teams will be very competitive at some point. You know, I think yeah. they'll they'll all reach some level of what we all thought maybe in the second half of the season. That being said, I think the Broncos could absolutely have the wheels fall off. I think the Chargers have even more potential weirdly than the Broncos to have all the wheels fall off. I almost I agree uh, with that because they're one and two, not two and one, and they just like they're the left tackle that's they're like one the uh, Staley, I think Stan Stanley, sorry. As out for the year, um, you've got Keenan Allen who's gonna miss yet another week. Justin Herbert has rib injuries. JC still out. You got JC Jackson who's missed time. Derwin James is healthy, but he has been injury prone throughout his career. Austin now you got Eckler, Bosa out. I was gonna say Bosa's out on injury reserve. Eckler hasn't looked like he did last season, so it's like a lot of their team right now for a team that has one like on paper looking before the season started, you're like, is that the most talented roster in the league? Maybe them, Buffalo, possibly Baltimore fully healthy. Like you looked at their roster, like they might be the most talented roster in football, but obviously the chargers happen to charger. Like they always do in some capacity and they've just haven't been healthy. Like something always feels like it's in their, in some, their way for them to succeed at the highest level. Like they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I feel even more confused about this whole entire league than I did after week one or even going. Uh, you know, I still think the Bills are the team to beat. I would have put the Bills and the Chiefs. The Chiefs obviously had a bad loss, but, you know, who knows? Like you said, they kind of have the Colts kind of have the blueprint to beat them, even though they shouldn't have really won that game. I actually missed a lot of the one o'clock slate. Because I was traveling back from Hartford mm-hmm. and really focused in on that Patriots game, so I didn't really see as much of the one o'clock games as I wanted. Uh, but yeah, this is just a confusing season. By the way, who you got next? Who you got next? I'll, I don't want to give too much, and then um, no, you're good. Um, topic you might already have. So we kind of t- we kind of talked about we talked about KC, but we didn't talk about the other side. So Tampa. Tampa's 2-1. Their defense has been arguably the best in the league so far. Their offense has been is leaving a lot to be desired right now. They have had a lot of injuries and people out and obviously some changing around the line, but they haven't looked as sharp as you would expect. But Casey's coming to town. As you said, um, Casey's coming to town. Pretty much a pick em game when we go through the spreads. We'll talk about that a little more then. But if Tampa wins this game, are they the favorites in the NFC? I don't think you can call anybody the favorites this early, and especially in the NFC. Fair. Uh, Tampa doesn't look great at two and one. This will be a great win for them, especially how banged up they are. Yeah, uh, they do have it at home. It is after this unfortunate hurricane, so they'll be playing with some emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game will tell us a lot more about the Chiefs than it will Tampa, because I feel like. You know, if the Chiefs are the team I think they're going to be, obviously picking to win the Super Bowl. This is a game you want to win on the road Sunday night 
versus Brady. Mahomes and Brady got a little bit of a little rivalry from the Patriots days. Yeah, and I was gonna say, uh, and, and the Super Bowl too. I mean, the last time the last time Mahomes saw Brady, it was thirty-one to nine. So, right. so like, so I mean, obviously, that's still not that you can just go back two seasons, but you still have that little bit of that sour taste, and you're going back to the scene of the crime. Because the last time you played was in Tampa because obviously the home Super Bowl. So you're going back to the scene of the crime. So the last time you were there, you were walking off the field in a blowout. Yeah, and so, an ugly performance. And an ugly yeah, performance. Home yeah, that line was bad. Uh, the receivers were dropping balls. Mahomes was the only person who seemed to play decent. And that was just, I mean, those that was one of those games you can't put on him. He got, He had so much pressure on him that, like, there's not a quarterback ever that's getting really through that, especially against how loaded that Bucks team was. That's that was just a game that was wrong place, wrong time for the Chiefs. Absolutely. So I'm gonna say. So the question was, if they win, if the if the Bucks win, are they the favorites in the NFC? Yeah, I'll be off the bus on that one. See, off uh, the bus. I'm a passenger. I'm a personally a passenger. I I'll I'll open myself to the idea of it, and it's because. They played, obviously, they played a tight game with Green Bay. Green Bay got up early, but they did force a stop at the goal line and then played great defense on them. They almost said Tom had a vintage drive at the end of the game, almost won that game. And so you go toe-to-toe with Green Bay, and then you have a game against KC to where you win that game and you're not really healthy. Like, you're still not fully healthy. I've, I would be, I'd be a passenger on that. I can't say I'm a bus driver, but I'd be a passenger on that. Yeah, it's a really contingent question. I would say in general, mm-hmm. do I like this Tampa team? Sure, yeah. You like the infrastructure with Brady there and them you know, winning when they can. Pick up early when you get your team back and you've already got a cushion in that division, which is a good thing. That's The good thing here is their division is also kind of beating up on themselves. New Orleans looks like their season could be on the brink. Yeah, uh, the Panthers you know, are Atl- good. Atlanta doesn't. I mean, Atlanta's just. I mean, obviously they are playing harder than I expected them to, but they're still. They're not going to win like the division or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I think Atlanta. Atlanta's not going to be an easy out for anybody in any of these weeks, and I think Carolina's just so iffy. You know, if you get Baker and Christian McCaffrey playing well, I mean, I went through kind of the blueprint what I thought they'd be nine and eight before the season. Uh, you know, they don't have the toughest of schedules. So, you know, Carolina can get going. It's not an easy division by any stretch, but they should be the class of the division. Brady yeah. doesn't look happy. It's a weird situation. So in general, yeah, I mean, I'm not, this team's going to go to the playoffs and it's going to be contending, I believe. Uh, but, you know, I think I think the only sure thing in the NFC right now is the Philadelphia Eagles. So, okay. so I'll be... I'm off the bus as them as the team to beat. Okay, fair. Um, so uh, we were talking about teams. I'm going to bring up a player now. Sure. We got we got my Super Bowl champion, and he's balling out right now. Lamar Jackson on pace to win another MVP. He is killing it right now. He's easily been the best quarterback in the league for these first three weeks. I won't say easily because Josh Allen's been very good. Hurts has been very good. But he has been the best quarterback in the league these three weeks. If Lamar wins an MVP this year, are you on the bus that he's the best QB in football? Wow, that's a very loaded question. Um, 
I'm just inter- I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm just you're interested. Giving me, you're giving me a lot of there's there's almost too much season left for me to say that. Like it's okay. hard for me to. I I personally I don't like the MVP discussion this early. I like waiting till about week eight, week ten. Fair. Because there's a so lot of season left. I there's so much season. There's so much that can happen. Uh, Lamar looks amazing. He played. You, I mean, he's a threat from the pocket and obviously outside the pocket. You know what I mean? Like, but the way he's developed as a pocket QB is impressive. Yes, uh, he's he's carrying Baltimore right now. Um, you know, Baltimore's banged up. They're a team. I think me and you both. I mean, you got them winning the Super Bowl, as you said. I definitely have them as a contender. Yeah. Uh, he will always be barring injury, barring very serious injury, barring a drop off, which I don't see because he works his ass off. Yes. He will obviously always be in that conversation, I believe. But it's hard to say when you've got Mahomes still in his mm-hmm. prime. Uh, you know, I, it's going to take a lot for someone for to anybody him. to knock Mahomes off his throne. And who's to say? Who's to say Brady and Rogers? You know, the elder statesmen of that QB group. Who's to say they don't go on a run here, weeks nine through seventeen? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Who's to say? Rodgers doesn't light it up. Who's to say once Brady's weapons don't come back, he doesn't light it up. So it's tough to say. I was going to say, uh, another person obviously had a bad week one, but Burrow since then has been six touchdowns to zero picks. Like he, I mean, And he obviously, we saw how at the end of last year, he turned up last, at the end of last year. He keeps this thing going. He can get to maybe 38 touchdowns, seven picks. We've seen if someone have a bad game one and still win an MVP. I mean, Rodgers has done it the last two years. So, I mean, did it last year. So, Okay, so I'll change the question a little bit because because MVP is hard to project. Are you on the bus? Are you the bus driver, passenger off the bus that Lamar Jackson's better than Josh Allen right now? That's a great question. That's a great question. Better? It's hard to say because I feel like most people would say Josh Allen's like the QB in the NFL right now. He's the golden uh, child right now in the NFL. And it's kind of I don't I don't fully love it. I kind of no, like I'm it, always it just I'm always annoys always gonna, me when that new golden kid comes in. Just it all depends. Like, just because I always feel it's a little early about how they like proclaim him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm always if we're given the crown right now, right? Because I like that in the NBA where like Giannis, even Giannis, beautifully put this the other day. He said Steph's the best player in the league because he just won, and that's that's how I put it in the past. And Steph. Steph got the crown right now, but I'd probably say overall, just player for player for player, Giannis is probably the best yeah, player. If you, were league, gonna, right? if you were going into the league this year and you had the number one overall pick, who are you taking? You're taking Giannis. So I, and my personal, but I'm taking Giannis. So I think Giannis is the best player in the league, but Steph's on the throne right now, if that makes sense. Yeah. So if you ask everybody after week two, everyone's probably saying Josh Allen, mm-hmm. even though Mahomes is probably in shit. You could even say Brady is still that QB in the league. You know, I'd give the edge to Mahomes just because he's in his prime. He, we've seen him put up ridiculous stats. We've seen what that offense looks like when it's all clicking. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to have seen. I saw the highlights. I just wish I would have saw more of that Colts game to see if it was, you know, more of a bad Mahomes game. I heard it wasn't a great Mahomes game. But they didn't play great, but um, they didn't play great. But they did. Uh, I think they missed a field goal. Kelsey dropped a touchdown. There's a world. There's e- there's easily a world where they win that game. It wasn't like one of those games where they shouldn't have won at all. They definitely were in the game. 
they just had some unfortunate things go on for, on their end, and then Mahomes didn't play one of his greatest games for sure. You can't go wrong with either. I'm going to say passenger on that because I would say they're – I don't want to say they're neck and neck. Josh Allen's obviously dangerous on the feet, but there's no no quarterback more dangerous than Lamar on his feet. So, I mean, you know, I mean, we're With, talking to oh. it's it's me and you here. We both love Lamar Jackson, and you know, I got a I got a built in staying face against Josh Allen because I'm a Patriots fan, and you know all that. And I think Josh Allen's a tremendous player, but I'll say passenger because you can't really. I can't really pick between them. It's not like we've seen a bad Josh Allen game yet. No, he weird, has, he's played very, well. Extremely weird game. Uh, I'll say this. He threw that ball in the dirt on the last play of the game last week, right? Like, yeah. that's fucking terrible. Uh, and I feel like you talk about Golden Child. I feel like if that's Mahomes or Lamar, if that's Lamar, Brady. Yeah, keep a Lamar. Let's keep a Lamar. If that's Lamar, he's we're hearing about that all week. We didn't he really just hear can't about get it. it done in the fourth quarter. Like, can can he really like Lamar goes on these stretches? Like last year, like he proved like every. I mean, obviously he's improved to me. There's like parts of his game that's improved every year. Like last year, he had a down year. Quarterbacks have a down year. That doesn't mean that he's a worse quarterback. And he was playing great up until his injury too. Like yeah, and then I, like, like he had a down. He like statistically he had a down year last year for sure. That's fine, but like you see, like the guy who came out of Louisville was a guy who was skinny, who just could run. He had a he had a arm on him that was kind of a loose cannon because he could throw it far. He just couldn't. It wasn't like that accurate. He was really a down the seams guy. He's been throwing the ball outside the numbers. He can throw it down the seam. He's been doing it from the pocket. He's been doing it on the run. He can throw with touch. He's been doing it on the run. And then also, and also, he's the most elect. He's maybe the most electric person in the league on his feet. Like him, Tyree Kill, Saquon would probably be the three that come to my head. There's probably a couple others too. Shamar Chase is pretty electric too. Cooper Cup can be, but like. With the ball in his hands, there's not really like he's must see TV. Like you and you, Cooper Rush. <laughs> of course, I was gonna say <laughs> Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Cooper Cush. Yeah, but um, so for me, oh man, if I want to see a little bit more, because obviously it's been three. I'm gonna be a passenger, but it's been three games. Uh, he's definitely shown the the pocket presence. The awareness is there even more. If he continues to sh- prove that, like, no, he's really this, then it. I think he has. Like, I think he is because if he can be ninety five percent of Josh Allen from the pocket, he's already he's definitely ten percent better running. So you know what I mean. I'll even like, just Josh Allen's a great runner. So I don't want to make it seem like he can't run. But like Lamar is just obviously just different. It's Lamar Jackson. Like he's just different. Yeah, Lamar's a breakaway runner, whereas Josh Allen is kind of is a great scrambler. He's a he's a great scrambler. He's probably he might even be the next best QB runner. Obviously, he got yeah, hurt there. He feels like Cam. Like obviously, Jackson yeah. feels like Vic. J- J- he feels like Vic two Like uh, Josh Allen just really feels like Cam Newton. You run those power options. You run those power O's with him because he has such a big body. He's not afraid to lay a hit. He's fat. He's deceivingly fast, but he's also just so like it's hard to bring him down because he's like six five, two forty. He's like he's a real. He's like a 
He's, he could play linebacker at the size he is. Deceivingly fast is code for white. I'm gonna call him straight out, straight up fast. No, but. no, no. I don't. I don't. I know. I think Cam sometimes could be deceivingly fast. I don't think it was just for White at all. I just think there are certain. <laughs> no, I mean that's kind of an inside joke everywhere. Oh. If you call someone deceivingly fast, usually they're a White yeah, player. Okay, fair. But I wasn't or deceivingly even, I was, athletic. Or anything no, no, like no. That. I was gonna say he's a great athlete. I just think like he's a little bit like I think Mahomes is deceivingly fast because Mahomes doesn't run like he has a herky jerky running motion, but he runs faster than you would think. He runs like you got to take a shit. Yeah, so like that that kind of thing. But he does have speed to him. So like I think Mahomes is deceiving sometimes because you think you can cut him off, but he has the he has a little bit more speed to him. Or Lamar, you just know you're like okay, that's a, that's just four three. Like that's just who's next? Speed. Who's next? Who we got next? Next, I've got a team we don't really talk about all that often. Chicago, are you on the your bus driver passenger off the bus of them going five hundred this year? Off the bus. Off, Off the, the bus. bus. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Joe. One of my favorite, and I mean, I didn't think, I thought they were going to be the worst team in the league. Sorry, Gene, too, by the way. Shout out to Gene. Oh, yeah, shout out to Gene, too. Shout out, Gene. He's He's been getting me, he's been getting on me. I saw him at pickup last night. He's been getting on me about the Bears, talking about don't disrespect us, uh, which I get. They compete, and he's talking about, hey, what's the Patriots record right now? I get it. Um, I'll, I'll just say this. My favorite tweet, I've seen in the past week that I can't. I laugh about it every time I think about it. After the Bears game, they because they won their last game. Yep. Someone tweeted, "Yeah, the Bears won. That's cool." But Justin Fields going to be on "I Am an Athlete" in a couple of years. <laughs> the "I Am an Athlete" podcast. That shit had me cracking up. And uh, yeah, he just can't complete a lot of passes. He's not the most accurate. Obviously, he's got wheels, um, but he hasn't looked good. And I don't think they have a lot of talent at you know, the skill positions. Uh, and you got Minnesota, Detroit, and Green Bay. I mean, they hunt with Green Bay. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, I'm not... Green Bay's got a lot of questions, but I don't see them getting to 500. No, I don't. Okay. I don't. And you can't you can't be 500 now anymore. So, yeah, I think... So, I do think you think they, they get to eight wins? So, eight and nine? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. So I'll go eight and nine. Yeah, you're right. You can't be five hundred. I'm off the bus on that too. I think, I think because even if they win this week, they get to three and one. I still don't think they do it because like the Giants. I don't think the Giants are in the same boat. I think I'd have a little bit more faith in the Giants than I would the Browns. Uh, Browns than the Bears. But again, I think I'm off the bus on Chicago. Um, another team in that same division, Detroit. On them being over five hundred, so nine and eight. You on the bus, passenger, or driving it? I thought you driving the bus, passenger. Or are you off it? I could see it. I could definitely see it, which made me a passenger. But I think I'm off the bus on that as well. Oh, there's just there's just too buddy. much. There's just too much, and this is not a knock to them because I think they're one of the more they're. Like the Falcons, you're never going to be able to just blow them out. They got enough talent to where they're going to be in every game. They got enough offensive firepower. They got the Lions got a great offensive line, as we said. Uh, their defense is less to be less than desired, but there, I was gonna say that that defense is a defense that during the year I think can get a little better. I don't think they're going to yeah. be great by any means this year, but they just have a lot of young pieces defensively. So I think they have some young pieces who are pretty talented. So I think by the end of the year, they could probably try to put something together to where they could go from being like almost the league's worst defense to being maybe in the 23rd-ish 
which mm-hmm. would ha- which helps you win games, especially when your offense is is as explosive as it's been so far. I agree. But, I agree. But me, you? oh, I'm on the bus. <laughs> oh, I told you I was. I went. Oh, I thought they're going to beat Minnesota last week. I love. I like Minnesota a lot this year. I have them making the playoffs. But oh, now am I on the bus for the Detroit Lions, man? <laughs> driving. So, <them>. is, <laughs> driving so is there going to be? Is there going to be three NFC North playoff teams? Oh, let me see them this week against Seattle, and then I'll proclaim them if I'm going to make them the seventh seed or not. But no, there's there's going to be two. But I, the NFC just looks so weak this year. So you've got Philly for sure. You've got Tampa for sure. You've got Green Bay for sure. And then you've got probably the Rams for sure. I'll say the Rams for sure. Yeah, for sure. So those are those four teams. San Fran. I'm not going to put the Rams for sure. Okay. So I'll give you I'll give you the first three. Okay, the first three are for sure. But, yeah, see, so I'm going to put the Rams in because I think they're going to – because I think the um, – hold on just a second. I'm just looking right now. Um, yeah, no, I think, I definitely think that, I think the Rams would definitely be in. So that's four. And then you've got three wildcard teams. You got, uh, San Fran would be one, probably Dallas, Minnesota, Minnesota. And then after that, I, is there a team better than the Lions after that? Like I wouldn't take Washington over them. I'm not taking the Giants over them, not the Bears, not the Seahawks, not the Cardinals. The Cardinals would be another team, I guess, if they figure it out. Um, otherwise, then you'd have Atlanta, you'd have the Saints, and you'd have the Panthers. And while inept the Saints offense looks, I think Detroit is in that next four to five. They're in the mix. Want. That next four They're to five, mix. depending on if you want to add um, Arizona. And they need they they see, I mean three out of those five have to win it. So I mean I might do it. Let me look at let me see how they look against Seattle this week. I mean it's early enough in the season to where it's not like I'm just jumping on. Uh, and it's Seattle. And I mean it's Seattle. I just want to see how they look against Seattle this week. But yeah, yeah. Who's definitely. next? Uh, I got one more for us here. I got one more, and. On the bus, drive. Are you driving the bus? Are you just a passenger? Are you off the bus? Michael Parsons is going to be the is the best defensive player in the league. Passenger, passenger. Because uh, obviously he's destructive. He's been he's been compared to LT, which uh, nobody gets compared to LT. Yeah, LT like Derek Thomas. I've heard both of those. People forget how good Derek Thomas was. Derek Thomas was a menace. Yeah, I believe he had six or seven sacks in one game. Yeah, uh, he's, he's Derek Thomas. It was a menace. So I mean, don't hate on anybody who wants to say that, but there's still a uh, number ninety nine in L.A. who uh, has held the four down, who is like almost I don't want to say redefined, but damn near redefined the defensive tackle position. Like he's in a He's in a class of his own at the defensive tackle position you across see, history. You're seeing a lot. Mo- you're seeing a little bit more in the league 
those kind of pass rushing DTs, which you never really like. There have been people throughout time that have been like that can get you to ten. Like I think Warren Sapp a few years has gotten you. Like I just I'm not a hundred percent. I think Warren Sapp yeah. a couple years has gotten you to ten. You had we've some seen, way back in the day, seen, like a Mean Joe Green and things like that. But like we've definitely seen uh, pass rushing DTs. It's yeah, more so how he does it. He's kind yeah. of undersized. Yeah, oh, Warren Sapp's done it four he's times. Speedy. So, He's that. speedy, uh, you know, because we had Dominican Sue too. He's had some monster seasons, mm-hmm. but you it's know, just, Aaron Donald's yeah. been such a mismatch at the defensive tackle position in a way we haven't seen for anybody. So you can't discount number ninety nine in L.A. He's also got the ring, uh, but I'm not mad at anybody who wants to say Michael Parsons is the best defensive player in the league. Uh, it's one of those two, in my opinion. So passing here. I mean, I'm off the bus, but I'm sitting at the station. I'm not so like I, I, like I'm not like walking by the bus. Like I'm not gonna ever like say it. I'm on, I'm off the bus, but I'm sitting at the station. I think the respect is given to Aaron Donald. Like he has, he hasn't. It's not like he's fallen off by any means. So like, I I think I think he's there, but he's but uh, Michael Parsons is coming. I think within the next couple of years, Michael Parsons will be the best defensive player. In the, and also, I want to just shout out also to Miles Garrett because I don't want people to forget how great Miles Garrett is too. Because Miles Garrett is another person who could be in that discussion. I mean, he's been ten plus sacks for the last four years. Last year, he had sixteen. So I don't want to just like throw him out like he's nothing. He's been disrupt. He doesn't say he's been frightening and disruptive his entire career. So I want to give him respect too. Absolutely. But Absolutely. yeah, that's, um, I was going to say that's, those are the ones that I had for right now. Obviously we can keep going on things like this because there's a lot of teams we didn't fully touch on or different things doing it with basketball too. But yeah, that, that was what, those are the ones I had. I don't know if you had one off the top of your head now that we're talking at all, or you ready to move on to picks. I've got a few, but we can, we can keep coming back to this because it's this a good topic. We can do the league is ever changing week by week. So mm-hmm. We'll have more players and teams, coaches, to do as time goes on. So, oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Coaches will be fun, too. Let's get right to picks. And before we actually get to picks, let's just briefly review last night's game. Bengals beat the Dolphins 27-15. to 15. And really, the story here, obviously, is Tua. <laughs> yes. If you didn't see last Sunday, this past Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. Tua gets tackled, his head snaps back. And he gets up and he is wobbly. He's out on his feet. Anybody at home who saw that knows immediately that's a concussion or a head injury of some sort, which is, yeah, obviously a concussion. He gets checked out, comes back later in the game. Dolphins say it's a back injury. Last night, Tua has a similar play where his head snaps back. Doesn't even hit the turf, I don't believe. No. He goes out cold, and it was a really scary scene. His, uh, I don't even know what you. I think it's called a fencing response. His 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 body goes straight. Yeah, he sees up and curled up. And it gang was really, so, and, uh, yeah. it was just scary. And someone has to lose their job over that because this is unsafe. You know, I mean, con- there's a concussion protocol for a reason. The league's going to be investigating it. It's, I mean, come on. It was disgusting. I mean, anybody could see it was a head injury this past Sunday. It was people were already skeptical of why he was on the field on Thursday, and then you got that happening. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's good. He ended up flying back with the team. Everything worked out as great as possible, but that could have been ten times worse last night. Oh yeah, that could have been yeah, that could have been catastrophic. I don't even want to get into the details. I mean, we know what could happen, but I, say, uh, I mean, Ryan Shazier had things that happened like that to him. Ryan Shazier was one of the best middle linebackers in the foot in football. Obviously, not a play like that because he's a linebacker. He met somebody, tackled. He just went out. He never played again. So like. It's it's just like obviously football is such a violent sport that one play could change your entire life, like it like basketball, baseball. I mean, there are certain aspects of each that could do those, but it's nothing like football or like hockey to where like one play could change your entire life. And with two, I mean, yeah, baseball too. With the with yeah, the, I was gonna say baseball. I was gonna say baseball has its things, but baseball is relatively safe. Like, weirdly, you know, yeah. I was gonna say it's weirdly because of just how great the pitchers are, how accurate they are, but definitely on like a 103 mile an hour fastball going at your head can definitely change your well, entire life. More, more so the, the batting helmets. The helmets seem to be safe against that because we see people get hit, you know, hit with, a, with a fastball all the time in the head and they, no real serious injuries in recent memory that I can remember. No, not really, the I danger, can... the danger is a lot of times, I mean, I'm thinking we'll about baseball here. Yeah, the comeback if you're the pitcher. That is that scares the shit out of me every time and I'm always surprised how often it does not happen. Yeah, no, honestly. you would think you would think with obviously, I mean, you can place the ball as a baseball as a, but like if your ball's coming 103 at you, it normally is going to come back at like 103, 105. And the reaction time of these pitchers or to get Probably out of the more. way, and sometimes it's like 110, 115, like it can get up there, but like on the average the reaction time of these pitchers getting out of the way and just like it just really their their hand eye coordination can be compared to anybody because of how crazy that is. I did not think we we're gonna be talking about baseball at all that wasn't in Aaron Judge related if we were going to say anything. But anyways, um yeah, no, it's it's to uh watching that because I was the island was like oh places were open yesterday because the weather here was fine. So places were open. So I wasn't even like home watching the game and we had no power here and I wanted to watch the game. So I was out at a place watching a game, getting some food. And I just looked at the screen and all I saw was to his hand. Like, cause I, I looked down for a minute cause I was eating. I looked up and I saw two on the ground and then I saw the replay and I saw his hands like they were, I was like, Oh, ew, he probably just bro- like, he just broke his, he just broke his hand or like broke his finger. Cause like it looked that bad, but right. then you watched it and you're like, no, he just, he looked like he got like a knockout blow to his spine. And then his whole entire body seized and just, it went from those, just all the nerves and everything. It was a very, very unnerving kind of almost gross sight. Like I, those are the ones those that gets me because it's like, that could happen. That ha- that could happen at like any time, even like everyday things, like the pe- like people who crack their neck, like that could happen doing that. It's just crazy to think, but definitely you want to see what the protocol, what like how everything transpired, because they swear up and down that nothing was wrong, and I don't want to say they're lying, but I feel like there was something that slipped the cracks at some point. Or maybe it was just one of those very, very weird coincidences. I don't know. I don't want to fully speculate until I have until we have more data on it because I don't want it to be like 
they really were telling the truth there, but we don't. But it just it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right that he looked as he looked, and then four days later, this happens to happen. But they're also two different plays too. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll say I've never seen anybody unable to stand and be wobbly after a back injury. Uh, I mean, look, he, he looked pretty concussed. And the reason why this is a story, not because of it already being sketchy, if he passed, if he truly passed protocol or not. Mm-hmm. But the reason is the reason why those concussion protocols were in place is because, you know, about 10 years ago, there was real heat on the league and it really looked like football was going to a place we'd never seen. It looked like football was going to be on the decline as far as youth football and all that. So we didn't really, it really looked like the NFL was in some danger for once. And there was lawsuits. They had the concussion movie. Uh, you know, everything was CPE, the suicides from players. And, yeah, you know, say, the suicides had spiked for NFL players, like at least, at least like from our knowledge, because I know there's probably a lot of like ex NFL players that weren't like a junior sale or someone like that. So we didn't really know the name that things happened to. Or like you Just see a, a ton of a ton of violent situations. Chris regardless Borland, of like one of the best middle linebackers in football, it was 24 years old and he was like, you know what? I'm good. Retired. I'm good. And I mean, Andrew Luck probably had some of that in him. He didn't really fully say, but Andrew Luck absolutely. probably had some of that because obviously he was getting battered down every single year by his offensive line, letting forty to fifty oh, sacks a year. So like he he did say he said that was absolutely it. He oh, said that, that year, I guess I the year that. he dealt with. He said the year he dealt with an injury. You know, if he was ever gonna have to go through that again, he would retire and. uh it looked like he was going to miss more time. And then, you know, that bizarre situation happened in that preseason game. But, mm-hmm. you know, the issues were loud in the NFL. And like you said, there was more and more players, especially in the mid to early 2010s, retiring early. Like you said, Borland, after his rookie year, retired. Like, he looked like a future Hall of Famer damn near. Like Luke he was Keekly semi-retired. I mean, Luke Keekly got a lot out of his career. I'm not going to make Like, he, he got a lot out of his career being, like, arguably the best middle linebacker in football for four or five years. But... Luke Keekley was somebody, I think he retired at 30. With backer, with middle backers that are that good, you don't typically see them go out at 30. Like, no. And I know that yeah. was, I know he was one and of the guys. And his was a similar reason. Yep, yeah, he was one of like, the injury thing. Like he just, because he was a guy who actually dealt with concussions pretty often. Some people yeah, didn't, they were afraid of it, but he was somebody, yeah, he only played uh, eight years in the league. He was an all-pro five times. So like you don't, typically someone who's that great doesn't end it that early. But I mean, good for him because I obviously you care about their health more than you care about needing their product on the field. But like, like definitely, it's something that needs to be as taken as seriously as can be because you don't want to be forty, fifty, sixty years old and can't remember anything about your day to day, or you forget your kids and like things like that because that's a real thing. Yeah, and again, that's why the protocol was in place for. Moments like that not to happen where you can just kind of, yeah, 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 I'm good, and then go back into the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, I expect some blowback for the Dolphins staff for sure. Uh, yeah. But we'll see, as it, we'll see as it develops. Let's get to these picks. Definitely. Um, so I'm assuming we're not doing Miami, obviously, since because that game's No, yeah, over. they're past. They're past. So we'll, uh, we'll start right here. London game, 9.30 a.m., Vikings-Saints. James Winston is not playing. Andy Dalton's going to get the start. The line is Vikings favored by three. I'm picking the Vikings here. Let's go 28-17 Vikings. 
28 to 17 Minnesota. I have Minnesota as well. I have it. I'm going to have it in a 28 to 20 game. I also don't know how this line's only three. I understand that the Saints are technically the road team. I mean the home team, but still it's in London. That's a game that like, if you bet, I would bet it. Especially with James, no Jameis, you have an Andy Dalton. That offense has looked bad. The Vikings are a good team. I would. That's one of those ones I would actually bet. For sure, yeah, it should be a win for the Vikings. Uh, I mean, you never know. Uh, it's, the, it's the, NFL, the Saints are ta- so. the Saints are talented. Dalton's a good backup quarterback. That's exactly the type of quarterback you want at your backup position. Oh, for sure. Uh, the Saints have looked kind of weird week to week. They have trouble scoring. Uh, you know, if the Vikings win this game, this is kind of one of the games that can get them on a roll. So I'm going with the Vikings. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Browns at Falcons. Browns are favored by a point and a half. Uh, I'm going to go. This is going to be a great game. By the way, all really good matchups this Sunday. I can't wait. This is going to be. It's going to be. A good we've game. had this in week one. Week one was a gauntlet. Like yeah, these are all. I don't think we're not going to see many blowouts Sunday. I can tell you that. No. But Browns at Falcons, point and a half favor. Browns on the road. Uh, I'm going to go. Damn. This could go either way for me. I'm going to pick the Falcons in a 27-24 game. You got ATL. I've got Cleveland 24-21. Field goal game both ways. Uh, Commanders at Cowboys. Cowboys are a a three-and-a-half point favorite. That's a lot for a a backup QB in a divisional game. Uh, Man, Cowboys with a great win against the Giants. Uh, you know, I was pretty out in the Cowboys because I thought Dak was going to be gone for quite a long time. Doesn't mm-hmm. seem that way. Uh, and if Cooper Rush can hold it down, I don't think they'll catch the Eagles in the division necessarily. But the Cowboys are definitely a playoff. Definitely I mean, especially how this, for the playoffs for sure. Especially how this defense is playing. Uh, After Week One, if you would have said that the if you would have said that they are that the cowboys feel live for the playoffs like truly live for the playoffs after week 1 you had been pretty much kidding yourself or just a, a cowboys fan only i'm going to go and i feel dumb taking this cuz i don't feel confident in either pick here but same score as you gave for the prior game i'm going to go 24 21 cowboys i've got 27 21 cowboys i do think I just think they're the better team. I don't um the I think Carson Wentz was sacked like six to nine times last week ago, somewhere in that range, and then you've got Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence coming at you. I think I just think that defense is gonna be too much. And if you get if you give Carson Wentz he loves to turn the ball over at some point. You get someone like Trayvon Diggs who who's a ball hawk, you start throwing up a couple because you're getting so much pressure. I just think it could kinda the defense could win this game for him. Yeah, I think this is a 50-50 game, and I'm not at all confident in that Cowboys pick. NFC East games, especially early in the season, are a crapshoot. Yeah, they're hard like, to predict. So definitely, I definitely could lose, but I, if I had to give my analysis out, that's why I would say the uh, Cowboys are going to win this game. All right, Seahawks at Lions. Lions are four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm going go to go 30-17. to 17. Lions here. Ooh. 
They win 30. I don't have it that far, but if they win 30 to 17, oh boy, I'm telling you what. <laughs> Matt Patricia's gone. I'm on that bandwagon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I've got it. I'm going to go 27 to 18 Lions. I think uh, DeAndre Swift being out, I don't think their run games hurt that much with Jamal Williams. He's been very good. Amon Ross St. Brown is out, but otherwise I think Detroit's going to be able to muster up a lot of points in this game, and I just don't trust the Seahawks at all. Another game I am not confident in picking either way. Titans at Colts. Colts three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to let you pick this one first. All right. Well, I've got this one 24-23 Colts. And again, you said three-and-a-half-point favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have zero confidence in this game. These two teams have been some of the hardest teams to predict all year. Like, I thought the Titans definitely could have beat the Giants, and then they obviously got blown out, and then they won last week. And then Indy looked bad against Houston, looked terrible against Jacksonville, and then beat the Chiefs. Like, this, and it's a weird division game. Like, it just, I have zero, I have zero idea what to do with this one. The weirdest part about this game, all that we said about these two teams right here, or all that you said, Two good coaches here. These are two of the better yeah, coaches in the league, in my opinion. So definitely, like two of the top twelve. I don't know, definitely probably about top ten. I can't really find ten better ones. You said twenty four, twenty three Colts. I'm gonna say twenty four, twenty two Titans, and the Colts miss a last second field goal. Oh, okay. I like it. Next, we got Bears at Giants. Giants favored by three. I'm rolling with the Giants here. We'll say. I want to say 24-14, but I don't see the Giants winning that big at the same time. So I'll give I'll give the Bears, shout to Gino Lett, I'll give them a little insurance here and go 24-16. 24-16 Giants. I've got the Bears, and I've got the Bears winning this game 24-22. You like the Bears, huh? Uh, do I like them? Not not fully. I just don't no? fully like the Giants. Like, eh, they're both eh. I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I was off the bus for them going eight wins. So, like, I don't eh. I like Saquon, but I don't trust. I trust Fields more than Daniel Jones. But at the same time, if someone wanted to trust Daniel Jones more than Fields to make more plays, I mean, I guess because Fields, again, hasn't completed many passes this year he has completed under 25 passes the whole season yeah i was gonna say he um yeah so he hasn't played great at all by any means but but um, this neither of these teams whatever team gets to three and one they're not a three and one team so but they are they are but they're not like they're not as, as good as a three and one team you would expect but they're clearly a team that is three and one there is a famous Bill Parcells quote that is, you are what your record says you are. Yeah, you're right. Which, yeah. No, which you're is true in the NFL, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. No one's going to feel like the Giants can win the division if they're, I mean, if the Eagles lose and they're both 3-1. and one. No one's going to say that the Giants should be top eight in the league. So. Speaking of the Eagles, Jags at Eagles. Eagles are a 6.5 favorite. Keenan, what do you got here? 
I've got a closer game than six and a half. I don't think the Eagles win this one by a touchdown. I believe that Jacksonville is actually a good team. <sighs> feeling, I'm feeling upset alert this week. I feel. Um, I think it's going to be a thirty to twenty-seven fun game, and I think Jacksonville is going to come back in the second half because one thing is the, e- the Eagles have been a not a good second half team. The last two weeks they've put up zero points in the second half. So, if the if Jacksonville can keep the game close early, I think late they'll be able to pull it out. Yeah, this has game of the week potential for me. Yeah. Um, Your Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I want to pick the Jags. I do. Like my gut feeling here is that the Jags win, but I'm still gonna roll with the Eagles. I don't know why. I really don't know why. I mean, that you have them thirteen and four. They're your guys. They are. They're my NFC regular season team for sure, and uh, I've I've loved what I've seen from them. And I think they've got the most talent in the league all around. Probably before before the Uh-oh. year started, I thought thirteen and four was a little high. I thought I was more of an eleven and six. With the way their schedule looks, thirteen wins easily possible. That's Especially- that's why that's that's why I went there. Their schedule and you know just all the question marks in the division, which have continued to grow. Look, if the Eagles win this game. They're going to be tough to get that bye week spot yeah, in the well, NFC. I mean, specifically uh, this game. After this, with the way the Saints looked, the way the Colts have looked, they have the Packers and two Cowboys games, and those are the toughest games. So, give me the, <laughs> give me the Eagles at thirty twenty five. No, 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 no. Give me the Eagles at. I'll go more high scoring, so we're not in the same. We'll go 34-28 Eagles. I hope so. We'll find out a lot this game. If the Jaguars, I don't want to say they're fool's goal because you you really can't tell. But, you know, if the Eagles win by double digits here, we'll have a lot more knowledge on both teams. You know, maybe we can say the Jaguars are that young team that's competitive. Or, you know, if they go toe-to-toe with the Eagles, then they're definitely legit. And if they win... Then we definitely gotta start talking about them for the division. And maybe you feel I mean, maybe they start to get like the last year Bengals kind of talk where they first yeah. year I mean, you have Trevor Lawrence first year. I mean, obviously Joe Burrow got hurt and he played thirteen touchdowns of five picks his rookie year. And obviously Lawrence had more of a Peyton Manning rookie year. But that second year showing how you needed the right coach, got the right pieces around you and really taking that huge next step. Not that they're going to do exactly that, go to the Super Bowl or anything, but you know, you start to get into that conversation. They're like, oh, maybe they are, maybe that's kind of the trajectory. And is Trevor Lawrence really showing that he was as good as his prospect was? So, and then if the Eagles lose here, I mean, you got to feel pretty good if you're the other three NFC East teams. Cause again, I can't emphasize enough how wild NFC East games get. And if uh, Dallas, if Dallas had Dak go down and they get to three and one, like if they had Dak go down, they get to three and one, and they're tied for the division lead with the Eagles and possibly the Giants. It's like okay, we haven't had our quarterback and we're still there. It just shows that that defense is real. All right, next game: Jets at Steelers. Zach Wilson's back. Steelers looking to still looks like it's still going to be Trubisky. Uh, yeah. Steelers are favored by three. This is a weird game. I don't know who to pick either way. Honestly, maybe we see uh, Kenny Pickett this game. 
give me the Steelers. Give me a because this Jets team's okay. Fuck it. Give me the Jets. Give me the Jets 25-21. No, no, I can't. Zach Wilson's first game. I don't I don't really know what Zach Wilson is, but Trubisky, <laughs> like this game's just shit. Like that's all this game is. <laughs> that's and we exactly might see Pickett. Like I, I just feel I have no like the Jets, the Jets are competitive and they got pieces. They definitely are better than last season and the last two seasons for sure. Uh but I don't feel the most confident in Zach Wilson. I don't I don't really have an opinion on him either way. And Trubisky's Trubisky. Uh yeah, fuck. I'll go with my original. Let me twenty five, twenty one, and the least confident pick that I have right there. I've got a twenty to seventeen Jets win, and that is off of the uh, Steelers have been susceptible to the run this year. I think with Brees Hall and Michael Carter, they can get it done. I'm as confident as nothing. I'm not confident in that at all. Bills at Ravens. This is game Ravens of the week with that in Jacksonville. Should be. Ravens home underdogs to, to Josh Allen and the Bills. Listen, Ravens catching the Bills at the right time off a loss at home. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Ravens on this one. This is going to be a great game. I'm going to say give me 35-28 touchdown game. Ooh. Damn it, you took my thunder. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually have the Ravens. I think it's going to be a 38-35 to 35 game, and I think this is going to be one of those games where we're like, Lamar Jackson is that guy. I think this is one of those games where the media starts talking about is Lamar Jackson the best quarterback in the league. If we say that or not, you know, I think it's just I think it's going to be one of those media games for him. Um, what was the line on that again? You said minus three, was it? Bills are favored by three. Yeah, Bills are favored by three. Sorry, so plus three for the Ravens. All right, thank you. Yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, I mean you. <laughs> If, as, Trevor, as Lawrence, if Trevor Lawrence has a good game Sunday, people will start saying, "Is he the best quarterback?" Is he top five. No, I'm just saying. Like, I feel like this is going to be one of those media games where to where everybody is like, "Yeah, Lamar is the best quarterback in football." Yeah, I hate that shit. I cannot. I'm. I'm glad I don't watch. I mean, ESPN. I don't even. I'm. You know, I'm just going to not get on a rant about media. I'm just going to shut up there. So, Chargers at Texans. Chargers are a five and a half point favorite. I'm going to go Texans here, 24-21. Ooh, okay. Upset. Ooh, okay. You can hit the panic button there in L.A. <laughs> if that's the case. See, I think L.A. is going to make the playoffs. So I, I they got to win this game, especially coming off an embarrassing loss. Back-to-back games, they're playing with their back against the wall. I've got a 28-18 to 18 game. I think if there as a, as you've said a couple times this year, if the Chargers, regardless of the some of the injuries, if the Chargers are the team that we say they are, they need to win this game by ten. It was the same way I felt about the Cincy against the Jets. The Jets were tough. The play team's tough, but they they need to win this game by ten if they are the team that we think they are. In my personal opinion. Cardinals at Panthers. Panthers are one and a half point favorite. Give me the Panthers, twenty-seven to twenty-three. Man, I care. 
I think this is going to be an oddly high-scoring game. I think Arizona's going to win in a 31-28 game. Arizona's so bad against the pass this year, so I think that Baker's actually going to have a pretty good game, but Kyler's going to be able to have to play with him. So got 31-28 Arizona. All right, next we got the Brian Hoyer-led New England Patriots at at the Green Bay Packers. Packers are a 10-point favorite. Uh, I'm going to say right now, I think the Patriots cover. I think the Patriots lose. I think they cover. I think it's going to be a closer game than certainly 10. Uh, but I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, Patriots got a good pass rush. They can run the ball. They're not going to ask Hoyer to do too much. I don't think he's going to take chances like Mac. Uh, give me... I'll say Green Bay in a 26-23 game. Ooh. I got a 26-18 to 18 for me. Okay. And uh, let me just say real quick, because I, I just can't do it with the Patriots fans. People were saying, I mean, look, that game was a great game through, you know, three quarters of that game. Three quarters and some change, even. The only reason the Patriots lose that game is because... Mac had two very dumb decisions, okay? Other than those two decisions, Mac was playing great. That was one of his better games as a Patriot besides those two picks. Mm-hmm. Now, the Patriots put up 466 yards of offense in the NFL yeah. as Matt, with Matt Patricia. I don't, and I still see people blaming Matt Patricia here. It is not Matt Patricia. Uh, last year's team is not putting up 466 yards of offense. All right, they move the ball well. That game's on Mac. Mac Jones, not Matt Patricia, Mac Jones. And uh, Patriots could be a playoff team if Mac Jones is, you know, protecting the ball. Yep. Uh, someone, Tom Curran, Patriots writer, he had a great stat earlier about how uh, Tom Brady in his second year, he started early with like 10 picks throughout, I think, the first six weeks, something like that, where they kind of let the reins off him. And that the rest of the season, he only had four picks once they kind of brought it in. So I expect that. I expect more game manager Mac once he comes back because uh, they finally ruled him out today. I think we get Mac back in a few weeks. Probably, I don't think it'll yeah. be as long. I don't think it'll be as long of an injury as it should be because it is a high ankle sprain. So he should miss six weeks, but I think he'll come back early. Um, I'm not out on this Patriots team yet. And yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it'll be a good game. I think think it'll be a bill belichick special type of game i could see this is tough but i could see this game reminiscent a little bit of chiefs patriots two years ago we happen to be week four as well um they went to kansas city they ended up losing 26 to 10 because there was a late pick six thrown but, that but game, it was close. But it was six it to was three close. at halftime and then it was the fourth quarter where the chiefs started to so I think it could be reminiscent of that. I just don't know. Like, if there is a pick six or something like that where a quarterback like Brian Hoyer, because Stidham also came in that game, like they're trying to take a chance. This game could get to like a 34 to 17 kind of thing. I've got a 26 to 18 because I think between Ramondre and Damian Harris, I could see 40 carries. Absolutely. I don't. Th- I get on. I don't think Bill Belichick's going to. It's going to be third down. I, it's going to be third down passing. It's going to be taking random shots early on downs just to try to catch the defense off guard. But otherwise, I could just see a bunch of running. You're going to see Bill Belichick 
1995 the hell out of this game. You're, yeah, like you're you going to see him 2022 or 2021. I can't remember if it was at the end of last year or the beginning of the year with Mac Jones versus the Bills. You're going to see that. You're gonna see <laughs> that, that was that late. Again. That was late. Yeah, I couldn't remember It'll if damn that near in December that. of 21 or like in the early of 22. I couldn't remember exactly. The It'll damn near be that. He's going to have a scheme. Rodgers going to have some trouble against his defense early. And if we can put up points... It'll be okay. Uh, Rodgers eventually will figure it out. But, yeah, I think it's going to be closer. If this is a late season game, I would pick the Packers in a route, like, given the exact circumstances. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm not not out in this Patriots team yet. I think it'll be a competitive game. And they're catching the Packers at the right time. They just are. The Packers are still in the developmental stage as far as their whole roster. Yeah. Uh, you know, their offense hasn't looked anywhere near where Rodgers would like it to be or where any Packers fan would like it to be. So, for sure. yeah, don't be, don't, I'm not going all the way in, but don't be surprised if the Pats upset this game. I'm going to say that. Okay. Broncos at Raiders. Raiders two and a half point favorite. I've already said this earlier. I got the Ravens in a win. The score, I'm going to say, I feel like they're all in the same zone kind of, but I'm going to say 27-24. No, 27-23. Raiders. I've got Vegas. I think they are playing with too much on the line, but I've got this in a 24 to 18 game. I don't know if Russell Wilson can get to 20. I haven't seen it yet. So I don't, until he does it, I don't know if he can get to 20. Uh, so we can go on. <laughs> Chiefs at Bucks. I feel dumb. Like this. This game's low-key agonized me because I feel like this is a classic do-not-pick-against-Tom-Brady game. I feel like it. Uh, but this is not Brady and Belichick. This is Brady and Bulls. Chiefs are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Did I give you the Raiders line, by the way? Uh, I don't think so, no. Raiders was two-and-a-half. Two-and-a-half-point favorite. But Chiefs are a point-and-a-half favorite at Tampa Bay. I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. Let's go 34-27. Another touchdown game. Chiefs. Wait, you said the you said Tampa's a point and a half favorite? Chiefs are a point and a half favorite at Tampa. Oh. Did that Oh, wow. I thought that was the other way around. Okay. Um I thought that line may have changed. Um Actually, give me 35-30. 35-30. Chiefs. Like this, the way this year has gone, this game reads more of a twenty-four or twenty-six to like twenty game. The way the uh, offense for Tampa has been looking, but Mike Evans will be back. Julio might be back. Chris Godwin might be back. So I'm what I'm hoping for is a vintage. I'm hoping for a duel. So I got thirty-one twenty-eight, but I got Tom coming. I'm coming out on top. Word. Then we got the Monday night game. Rams at Niners. Niners are a point and a half favorite. I'm going to go Niners here. Give me 25-24 Niners. This game is so hard to call for me because you have, I think the Rams are a better team, but it feels like the 49ers have the Rams number. Like obviously, because even when it came to like the NFC Championship game last year, Matt Stafford did throw the ball right to the Jaquiski Tart. He just dropped it, and that would have been the game. The game still came down right to the end. Rams, so, can't, Rams can't run the ball either. No, the Rams. I was gonna say the Rams can't really. 
the Rams offense is like Cooper Cup and maybe Tyler Higby, and that's it. Stafford doesn't look great right now. Not that he's looking terrible, but he's not looking great. With all that said, though, I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo, so I'm going to go with the Rams 27-24. And that's it for picks this week. We got 15 instead of 16 this week. So Kyle went 10 and 6 last week. I went 8 and 8 last week. So Kyle on the year so far, that's 18, that's 24. So Kyle is 24, 17, 23 and 1. And I right now am 20. 23, 17 and one or 24? Tw- sorry, 24, 23 and one. So I was doing math. Oh, I was shit. Out loud. Right. So you, you did. You. So you did get to above 500 now. And there I am 27, 20 and one. So I am winning by three games right now. Um, we are doing pretty well so far this season, actually. We're both above 500 right now. So I can, I can take that, especially in the weird NFL season that this has been. But we do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight differences. So we out of the fifteen, we have over half different between us. So this so a lot of distance can be covered. A lot of distance can be covered, or if it goes four and four, we'll have the same semi record. But this week could be one where I pull away, or you take a you jump ahead. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Last last question before we depart. Yeah, what's up? How, how's your fantasy team? I got three. Um, so one of them's three and zero. Oh, one of them's one and two. One of them's zero oh and three. The zero oh and three team. We've had Alvin Kamara. We've got Joe Mixon. We've had George Kittle. I just traded George Kittle for Keenan Allen because I have Travis Kelsey. So getting Keenan Allen back hopefully next week is going to help. But that team's just been snake bitten with injuries, and that one's tough. Um, we got the one and two league. I could be two and one, but there was a week I sat J- Jerry Judy. I sat Jalen Waddle for Jerry Judy, and that was the week Waddle went off. And then the other one, I'm three and zero oh in, and I'm feeling like I'm gonna go four and zero. Oh, and that one, I feel like one of the three best teams. So fantasy's going half and half, and daily fantasy for me hasn't been going great. But this week, oh boy, we're turning it around this week. Big money week for me this week. I'm feeling it. So where are you at in your most serious league? Would you say? That's the that's the one and three or the one and two. So I have two. My zero and three in my league where my fantasy draft came down here. So I'm zero and three in that league. But I'd also say my work league's pretty serious because I hang I see them daily. So I would say both of those leagues are serious. And one I'm zero and three. One I'm three and zero. Right. How about you? I know you obviously this is your introduction to fantasy. How's it feeling so far? Uh, it's good. I picked up my first win this past week. I'm one Ooh, and two. That was first I fantasy win. I leapt from tenth in the standings to six, so I'm right in the middle. Okay. I'm the top. I'm the top one and two team, and everyone above me is two and one. So this week could be a big week for me. Yes. So I'm looking forward to it. Lamar's holding me down. Oh god, like yeah. The only, that's the only player I wanted for that reason. I'm like, look, because I knew with my draft position, I would have still good position players. But I wanted to make sure I got Lamar to kind of, you know, roll the tide over because, you know, he's got running and passing ability, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's had two back-to-back 
outstanding weeks fantasy wise and obviously regular season wise. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking to make a trade this week. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Definitely, I'm excited for football this week. It's going to be fun. I enjoy. I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed the old bus driver thing. That was fun too. This was a good pod. It's good to be back. It's good to have power. It's good to not have <laughs> whipping winds. Uh, hurricane season is among us, and I'm prepared for it. My first ever hurricane from Vermont, so I'm happy for it. <laughs> hey, I can't wait for next week. Next week we're gonna be talking obviously more NFL. NBA's uh, coming soon. Definitely a lot of NBA. We had our first preseason game in Japan overnight. Uh, I can't wait. I have so much NBA I want to talk. Yeah, uh, a lot got, of great. You got music. a lot in your Celtics too. Absolutely, absolutely. I was. Yeah, I'll be talking about them next week for sure, for yes. sure. Which feels long overdue. Well, long overdue. We might have to. We might have to get two in next week. Maybe one football, one towards the first beginning, and one basketball towards the end. Might be, might, might be. Have to. Uh, listen, we had a lot of good music dropped overnight. We had, listen, Freddie Gibbs dropped maybe the album of the year. Haven't listened to it yet, but really, you think it's insane? So, yeah, in, in my opinion, he, he's dropped so far my favorite album. I I had the same feeling skimming through it last night as when I first heard Daytona, which was oh shit. I cannot wait to listen to this. Mm -hmm. This is already going to be one of my, like the same exact feeling and it delivered. I listened to it to and from work. Uh, There is not one skip on that album, not one beat wasted, not one feature wasted. Okay. Uh, It's got good skits. So yeah, if you're into street rap, if you're into lyricism, definitely go check that out. Uh, Who else dropped last night? Tory Lanez dropped an album. um, Kid Cudi dropped an album that looks all right. I'm kind of if young Kid Cudi, but I like the features, so I'm going to check it out. YG dropped an album. Someone else dropped last night. Offset and Takeoff, formerly of Migos, which is now going to be Unconfused. I'll say this about that duo. Everything they've put out so far since the official breakup, I guess, if we want to call it that, sounds amazing. Sounds very cohesive. They have a lot of chemistry. Like, I thought they were going to sound... I thought it would sound like Migos without Offset, which is to some degree, yes, what it sounds like. But they have a lot of chemistry together, and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this album that drops next week. Um, I'm saying new music I haven't, new music I haven't listened to in this last week, so I haven't caught up with uh, music because honestly, last week was Summer Madness for Battle Rap, so I was, I was ten toes down in that. Oh goodness! Mm. It was a good event. There was, there it was definitely a good event. I would say seven and a half out of ten. I was hoping, I was ho- it had the potential to be a nine. There was a couple battles that didn't go the way that I was hoping to in the building, but on cam it might look a little bit better. So in the mm. building, I would say seven, seven and a half out of ten. It was still, a, still a good event. I'm still glad I got to watch it. Give you three more. Just singles that dropped the songs. 90 Proof, Smino featuring J. Cole, Stop Breathing, Roddy Rich, and What's Up, Division featuring Jagged Edge. I don't really like Division. I don't, don't let me say that actually. Division's got a pretty solid fan base. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's a name in the R&B industry. I am not a fan of his music. I don't see it personally with division however i do like the song so far with jagged edge but everything else 
he's a good artist, but I guess they're a group too, so they, but I don't know. I don't see it as much as everyone else. Okay. I don't want to say everyone else, but like his core fan base, the yeah. people who love Vision, swear by them. I I could take it or leave it, but I do like that track. So okay, good. But to know. a lot good of that I have music to go check out for the week because I do have some absolutely, time. absolutely. This is one of our better Fridays of music in quite some time, as far as quantity and quality. So. But we got more albums, good albums dropping in October. So it's going to be a good month. Should be a good fall of music leading into November, December. I can't wait. I can't wait. Been a great year of music. Weird to, say, weird to say we're three months away from our top ten list. I want to begin thinking about it. We're three months away from Christmas. That's crazy. <laughs> I have Listen, three, like two, more than half. Listen, everyone be safe this weekend. Have a great weekend. Warner Brothers Podcast. We're out of here. Keenan, great talking to you. We'll definitely be talking next week. Can't wait. For sure. Have a good one. You as well.